Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Before I talk about how to find happy in your shitty job, and I know you're thinking, well, how is that even possible? Well, I'm going to tell you, because I've had many shitty jobs. I want to remind you of the Angry Therapist Podcast Premium, which is brand new. I introduced something called series, so it's not just lessons, but actual execution questions. Uh, How do we actually implement some of these lessons into your life so you can change your life and not just listen to a podcast? Also, of course, commercial-free, and uh, you have access to answer questions or ask me questions on my uh, call-in show, Ask Angry, that is only on premium. So check out The Angry Therapist Premium at theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. Okay, so I've had jobs where I would have to uh, sign out to use the restroom. This is, this is the uh, story that I tell that always... Um, I think about a lot because it was my bathroom moment. It literally happened in a bathroom. I uh, was working for a treatment center, and it was like a I don't know. I don't know if I should say shady, but it was um, it was a shady treatment. Ch- <laughs> in my opinion, it was shady, um, and I'll tell you why. So it was a, a shady treatment treatment center uh, catering to the elderly. And um, the reason why it was shady was because they hired me to sign off on paperwork. And it was to get money from the government. So the owners were making a lot of money off basically uh, babysitting the elderly and using therapists to sign off by giving them um, false, you know, false diagnosis, right? So uh, So they could cash in. Now, why why did I participate in this if it was shady? Well, I was at a desperate time in my life. Um, I didn't have a job. My marriage was falling apart. This was the only job I could get at the time. Um, interviewed for many places. No one would hire me. Uh, and it was also it also paid well, right? So anyway, but it was also one of those places where um, – the owners required you because they ran it with an iron fist. They required you to to sign out <laughs> if you had to use the restroom. And I remember uh, being in the bathroom stall, and I would just sit there as long as I could until, over the intercom, they would ask. Uh, you know, they would they would um, call my name to basically where the fuck is John, right? And. I would be in the bathroom stall, and I remember this one time, I just broke down. I was just crying, and I found myself praying, and I found myself, after the tears, promising myself that I would never be here again. So, I mean, obviously not this treatment center, but also just in this space where uh, being in a shitty job where I dreaded every day going to work, and... I just was waiting for lunch to happen, or in this case, uh, taking a shit. That that was the highlight of my day. Lunch, because I got to go out and eat something, 
or uh, hiding in the bathroom stall, right? And I, I promised myself that once I got out of this situation in my life, once I got out of this shitty job, I would never... It, w- it was like a toxic relationship, right? It's like once you're done with that and that has um, expired or, th- or that you leave, you will never allow yourself to get into that again. And that's what it was for me. So I understand shitty jobs. I understand uh, the toll it takes on your mental, emotional health. And I also understand it's really hard to be happy if you are, if you have a shitty job because it it's a huge part of your life. You know, I, I would say that your workspace and your relationship is um, most of your life, right? And then, of course, you have other relationships like friendships and and with family and all that. But it's like your intimate relationship. And you're uh, assuming you're monogamous, or if you're not monogamous, you know the the relationships that you have that are um, intimate. That, and then of course your work, your career, it takes up most of your life space. And so, if your job is shitty, if you hate what you do, then um, it's really hard to find happy. So, how do you do that? Well, first, ask yourself: Do you have a shitty job? How do you know, right? Um, maybe it's not the job, maybe it's your attitude. Like, how do you know if, if your job really is a shitty job, right? And I, I think for me, the first question is, does it line up with your truth? Does it line up with your uh, sense of purpose? It doesn't have to because uh, some people have jobs that provide a lot of benefits and they don't necessarily hate their work, they don't love their work, uh, but it's good for now, or it's providing them some kind of bridge to where they want to go, um, you know, so there's like, you know, a spectrum of shitty, right, so I think defining shitty as not the pay, we'll get to that, I think it's, it's um, does it line up with what you want to do in this world, does it light you up? Does it excite you? Does it make you feel alive? Now, of course, um, probably not every day, even um, if you are in work that makes you feel alive and it lines up with your truth and your passion and, and you know, what, the debt you want to make in this world. Well, every day is not going to be, you know, what is it, uh, rainbows and unicorns? It It's going to be hard work, of course. But that I think is the beginning I think um, asking yourself you know does it line up with you and where you're at does it make you feel alive do you feel productive and of value the next question is what's the culture like because that's a huge it, it, it culture of your workspace is going to trump what you're getting paid um, I've also worked in shady treatment centers in Malibu, in addiction, where um, you know they're oceanfront and lavish and very shiny on the outside, but um, yeah, you know, fake case notes and very money driven, and um, I felt like I was making some kind of dent, but um, I didn't feel like it was like an honest. It, it didn't, I, I feel like I was part of something that was dishonest. What's the culture like? The, re- the reason why that culture sucked was because um, the owners were allowing things to happen that shouldn't have ha- that shouldn't be happening. Like, uh, um, you know, uh, people at a rehab, 
the uh, some of the the uh, security or employees giving um, the people trying to get the clients to, uh, who are trying to get sober drugs in exchange for you know other favors, right? And so sometimes sexual and that kind of culture was toxic. It didn't make me feel good about myself. Um, culture, community, the temperature of the workspace is going to be the soil that produces happy. Because I've also been in jobs where I was excited to go to work because the people I worked with, because uh, the social life we had afterwards, because they were not only coworkers, they were friends. I was excited to go to some of my jobs because, oh, here's a good example. I used to uh, be a server. I used to be a server. It was one of my first jobs at uh, Islands Restaurant in Glendale, and I was part of the opening team. And yes, we were servers and we're, you know, waiting on people and, you know, all the, the stuff that comes with that, that, that is anxiety provoking. And also, you know, you're, you're working for tips. So, right, you're not going to, it's not like, you're not really there for the money. But the friendships and all the community that we had and we would go out afterwards and, you know, have a drink and we would hang out and talk and we became like really good friends and I looked forward to going to work just to engage with the um, my coworkers because they're my friends and then the culture that was that was uh, set was that we could work and, and we have to work hard and all that uh, but after work there are we could have fun you know and so it wasn't just about grinding so culture in the workspace is another huge piece. I think um, that would be number two. So first, ask yourself if you feel passionate about your work. Uh, is the line up with your, your truth and, and the kind of dent you want to make in this universe, obviously. And then ask yourself about the culture. Is the culture something that uh, feeds your needs, your social needs? You know, your, um, Does it create a safe space for you to be you? Do you feel heard? Are people championing your story? Do you feel supported? Are you excited when you go to work to hang out with your coworkers, whether it's on Zoom or in person? And then the third thing I would say is, and this is just life, um, the financial, the rewards. So whether it's it's finance, obviously financial, but but like you know, there's other benefits too, like health benefits, uh, stock benefits, you know, things like that. Now, one last piece. I'm saying it at the end, but I'm gonna. Uh, I'm saying it at the end because it's kind of broad, but I think it belongs at the very top. At least it was for me, and that is freedom. I have to be free to do uh, to work in a way that's honest to me. So right now, I'm holding a microphone in my car, talking to you as I'm headed to the gym and this is what freedom looks like for me right if I was an employee at uh, you know what, whatever for any company I, I, I would I would need this I would be I would need the permission to in this case create a podcast episode in the way that I want when I want right um Freedom is what has allowed me to be creative. Freedom has allowed me to design a life where work is threaded into my life. Freedom has 
given me the space to build happy. I've been in jobs where there wasn't much freedom. For example, the uh, job where I uh, had to sign out to go to the restroom, obviously there's not a lot of freedom in that space, right? So to me, that's at the very top. Um, I don't know where that lands for you, um, but those are four things to look at. Do you feel free? Are you able to swim? What's the culture like? The community coworkers, right? Culture is set by the leaders and the company. Um, one thing about the culture is, are they asking you how you're doing? And is it collaborative, right? It, or is it uh, them barking orders and telling you um, how productive you need to be? And then uh, purpose, passion, does what you do make you feel alive? Okay, so if you're in a shitty job, and let's say you, you'll have one of these or you don't have any of these, what do you do? Well, here's how you find happy. One is to find joy in other things outside of work because there's nothing worse than having a shitty job plus after work you don't have a life. And I think that's what can be crippling. And it's also going to amplify the shittiness, the stink of your job. So if you have a shitty job, step one is to produce joy, what I call nectar, in other areas of your life. So when you're not working, you are finding happy. So that could be uh, meaningful friendships. That could be fitness community, yoga community, uh, mountain climbing, you know, any kind of hobby or things that are extracurricular. But I don't even like that word. I also don't like hobby because I actually think that hobbies are underrated. I think that what we do outside of work uh, sometimes is just as important when it comes to life design and you know changing our state and finding joy you know so that's step one and it's going to take work you know a lot of times when we're in shitty jobs we come home drained and it takes a lot of energy to find happy it's, it takes a lot of energy to go sign up for salsa classes or to pick up the guitar or do things that um, make you feel alive and that produce joy one of the things that i created for myself that was really important was um a creative space so for me after i got home from work even in the the, the shittiest of jobs i found solitude in allowing myself to be creative and and that came in the form of blogging back in the day 2000 i would say 10 uh the angry therapist on tumblr and i found a lot of joy there, right? It was my thing. No one could take it away from me. Something I did um, that gave me a voice and breath and I was able to exercise my right brain and be creative. So whatever that looks like for you, you gotta start finding joy in other areas of your life. Um, if you are in a shitty job, you also want to make sure that in other areas of your life, you have human connection. I think we underestimate the importance of the human exchange. I just had a birthday party and invited a lot of friends. Uh, they don't really know each other and friends I haven't seen in a long time. So people got on planes to come here. And one of the takeaways that was universal as we all sat around the campfire at the end was how much this is needed. You know, and we were all, you know, we're all in our 30s, 40s, and 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 um, me being 50. That. As you become adults, uh, human connection 
if you don't put effort into it doesn't happen we don't have the built-in recess anymore or we don't sign up for summer camp right and so you have to create these spaces for yourself and that was one of the big takeaways that was that was universal and so if you are in a shitty job you got to go and and find your find your summer camp find spaces where um, you can connect with other beings and, and hear their stories. It'll make you feel less alone, guaranteed. One of the things that really helped me when I was going through my divorce was I found a group of friends, because I had no friends at the time, a group of dudes uh, who, were, who were all searching in their own way and going through something. And we'd get together and we would just, we were all kind of like struggling and we would just have coffee and crepes, you know? And we'd hang out all the time. And that really was handrails for me. I mean, it got me out of the house. It got me out of my head. But more importantly, it made me feel less alone. It made me feel loved. And it was a huge part of um, my rebirth and just getting back to my, you know, back on my feet. So if if you have a shitty job, you really need that. The other thing, while you are finding happy in other areas of your life and this is the big thing and this is uh, the next step it's to create a bridge so if you're in a shitty job chances are um, that job isn't going to change I mean there might be instances where the job is shitty because of the management or leadership and so if that changes the job the job actually turns around and that's great but if it's not like that if the job is just inherently shitty because it's not what you want to do with your life you have to start building a bridge and so that's going to look different for everyone um for me it was a private practice for me it was feeding this other thing i was doing which started off as a blog turned into helping people via email and then via webcam and growing that on the side right what they call a side hustle until I could quit the shitty job and instead of punching the clock punch the sky as I say right so that took a few years it took many years actually Um, and then eventually you have to take the leap right you're not gonna uh, very few can build that and it builds so seamlessly that they could just kind of like moonwalk out the door <laughs> and right into their their new career um, or practice or whatever you're building usually you build the bridge but the bridge doesn't go all the way to the other side <laughs> it maybe goes 70 percent of the way and you do have to uh take that leap you do have to eventually i think say okay fuck it i'm gonna take the risk i'm gonna now put all my eggs into this one basket and build this thing that i'm building and you know maybe you gotta take out a loan or or live off i don't know savings or do what you gotta do for a little bit i wouldn't make any kind of um big decisions especially if you have children where taking the leap is only gonna bring you more anxiety and stress right so it I mean, it's going to bring you some, but not to the to the not to the point where it's going to make you miserable. And you have to decide for yourself what when that is to take the leap. But you do that, and it takes time. Also, when you're building that bridge, you know that while you're in your shitty job, while you're pushing the mail cart, 
you know that you have this other thing that you're doing, right? So it doesn't feel like you are um, just floating aimlessly. It feels like you're being productive, right? So it's like, okay, my job is shitty, but it's also temporary. And I'm excited about this other thing that I'm building. So that's it. I know it doesn't sound sexy, but um, that's what it takes. It takes uh, finding joy in other areas of your life. And then it takes building a bridge out of that shitty job and into something that lights you up. Thank you for listening. And um, I want you to know that if you are in a shitty job uh, where you feel like a leaf floating around, um, I just want you to know that I've been there many times. Um, It's pretty common, actually. And it is temporary. And this is, at the very least, a reminder to do something so you feel power-filled instead of powerless. Be well. Be well.